Welcome to this third Sunday of Advent. This is uh, December 13th, 2020. What a year this has been. We come to this Advent message today on joy. It's from Isaiah chapter 61. But I want to remind you that uh, there was an announcement of joy to the shepherds on the fields that first Christmas night. The angels told the shepherds, don't be afraid. I bring you good tidings, which will bring great joy to all people. That's Luke 10, 2.10. Now, what gives you great joy? You know, we need to remember that Advent is a looking back and a looking forward. And today we find out that uh, Advent means joy. And joy is not a condition of our circumstances, but of our relationship with the Lord. Joy is often interpreted this time of year as a holly jolly Christmas type stuff, in that kind of a way. There are upbeat songs that uh, play at every store. Lights and tinsels are everywhere. Decorations, uh, glimmer, shine, everything around us. And many times this might even distract us from the harsh realities of life. In fact, many of us don't feel very holly jolly this Christmas this year. For many, though these lights aren't quite bright enough to erase the pain of grief and the darkness of despair, the heartache of loneliness, perhaps you're feeling some of those things today. And there's just not enough tinsel to cover up COVID. Now, we walk in the church or uh, we watch online and we see the candle and we know that that is the third Sunday and it's the candle of joy. And maybe you think joy is unattainable and maybe it is this year when we're living in such darkness. These are, these are legitimate thoughts. These are fair thoughts for a day like today and a text like this text that we're going to be looking at. I mean, Isaiah was looking out over the ruins of Jerusalem, and they're grief-stricken. They believe all is lost. And yet, not only are they living in the midst of a hopeless situation, not only are they wondering where their peace went, but they're also wondering if there'll ever be joy again. Yet in this world, this pain, this sorrow, the prophet Isaiah preaches words not just of hope, not just of peace, but words of joy. Good news for all to hear. The pain and the sorrow they feel can and will be replaced by unspeakable joy. Let's take a look at our text. This is Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 4. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. And He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come, and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, 
He gives a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyless blessing instead of mourning. That's joyous blessing. And there's festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago, and they will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. You know, it's interesting that also Jesus quoted this passage when he spoke, perhaps for the very first time at the beginning of his ministry, in that synagogue in his hometown of Nazareth. He was handed that scroll, and these are the words. These were his purpose statements. And he applied this scripture to himself. And why did he come? Because he too came to bring joy. You know, it's interesting as we look through this passage and we we see this word advent meaning coming. And his coming means joy. But look at the joy and for whom it is slated in this passage. It says there's good news. And who's that for? For the poor. It says that there will be comfort. And who is that for? For the brokenhearted. It says there'll be release for captives and freedom for prisoners. And this this concept of beauty for ashes. When they were in mourning, when they were sad, they would throw ashes upon their head. And that would let everyone know that they were in a time of grief and mourning. And he's saying, no, it's going to be beauty instead of ashes that there would be blessing, joyous blessing, for those who are in mourning, and that there would be praise for those in despair. You see, the background of this passage is the year of Jubilee. It's one of uh, four primary economic codes uh, for the children. Let me let me share those with you. The, the first one for uh, the Jewish believers, was tithing. They would give 10% of what they made or what they raised or what had been grown, and that goes into the storehouse, and that's to provide care for the priests and for the poor. So tithing, that 10%, is still a concept today. Number two is the Sabbath. Every seventh day is a day of rest and worship, and every seventh year there's uh, some rest for the land and, and for the animals. Their third concept of economic uh, instruction for the Jews was gleaning. Gleaning is where they would leave the edges of their fields unharvested so that the poor and refugees and, and travelers could come by. They could take that, and that would be their food. So in that way, they provided for those less fortunate and those traveling. But then number four, they had this uh, year of jubilee. The idea was that after seven cycles of Sabbath years, 49 years, there would be a Sabbath year, an entire year, and the purpose of that year was to reset the the entire economic system of the Jews. In this uh, time, that year of jubilee, every 50 years, all the debts would be forgiven. The second thing would be all the land uh, would be returned to the original owners of the land, and the prisoners would be set free. 
Now, we have evidence in the Bible that the children of God followed these first three economic laws, but there isn't any record that they ever observed the year of Jubilee. Now, wait a second. This was, a, this was something handed down by the Lord, and they ignored it. They lost the joy that would have come through, through that whole reset of their economy. Imagine what joy it would be to experience a year of Jubilee. So now we return to Isaiah, and this is verses 8 and 9. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make ever an, an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be recognized and honored amongst the nations. And everyone will realize that they are the people the Lord has blessed. Wow, think about that. How, how would a year of jubilee impact people today? Uh, people around you might realize that, that God's blessing you. Well, guess what? If you've trusted Christ as your Savior, if you're living today in a spiritual, you are living in a spiritual year of jubilee. You see, you have been set free from bondage. Your spiritual debt to the Lord has been paid by what Jesus did when he died on the cross. And you're living in the year of the Lord's favor. Now, in verse 10, Isaiah, the prophet, speaks on behalf of the remnant who are praising God for all that he's done. They're living in a devastated city. The best of the nation has been hauled away to Babylon, and yet they rejoice. They rejoice that God has cleansed them and clothed them and turned their desert into a fruitful garden even before it occurs. And, and they've gone from a, a, a kind of a funeral setting to a wedding setting. This is verses 10 and 11. I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord, my God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I'm like a bridegroom in a wedding suit or a bride with her jewels. The sovereign Lord will show his justice to the nations of the world. Everyone will praise him. His righteousness will be like a garden in early spring with plants springing up everywhere. So in the midst of our despair this year, know this, God is at work. In the midst of our pain, God is at work. Even in the midst of our sin, we are not abandoned. In a world that seeks to cover up pain with tinsel and lights, God seeks to transform pain into glory. God seeks to have life grow from the ashes, beauty for ashes. Now we trust during this Advent season that, that Christ came to bring about the kingdom of God in our world. And we have hope that Christ will come again to make all things right. Advent is about that he came in the past at Christmas and that he is coming again in the future, the second coming. We know that the year of the Lord came with 
Jesus and His coming in fulfillment when He returns. And we can have joy in that. We can look for the places that God is already at work, and we can join Him, turning ashes into beauty. But this work of joy in the world is not one we simply watch and wait for. It's one we participate in bringing about. Just like the call to, to Jubilee, uh, that remained for the Israelites. And so, too, our call to join the mission of God in the world is waiting for us. We have the opportunity to be present with those who mourn, to bring light into darkness, to do the work of justice in our world, to live righteous ways that others might also see and know the joy of the Lord. Now, this is good news for us today. There is unspeakable joy in our circumstances, even in these circumstances. But it comes from the Lord, not from our surroundings. But it is good news. It's good news for the world, too. So we may go into the world as bearers of joy, that we might share the good news of great joy that is for all people today and tomorrow and in the dark days that we are facing and the days ahead that will come. I'm sure there will be better days. And I believe that there will come a time when we get past COVID. But will there ever be a time when we don't need the kind of joy that the Lord offers to us? Part of our salvation, it brings joy. Part of our being set apart for special purposes, it brings joy. It brings joy to our lives, and it brings joy to the lives of those around us. Well, God bless you this Advent season. May you come to know a joy that like peace and like hope is beyond anything that we can imagine. And it doesn't come from this earth. It comes from the things above. It comes from the Lord. And so I wish you that joy today. God bless you as you continue in this Christmas season to honor the one who came and is coming again. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for today. For all who will watch this uh, sermon online, for those who will be in attendance perhaps this Sunday inside at church, Lord, we just rejoice in that. And Lord, there are little things that become more joyful because so much has been taken for granted. And Lord, now we can just enjoy you. Help us to find our true sense of being in you. And that brings great hope. That brings peace. And it brings joy. Thank you, Lord. Be with the one who is struggling today to find joy. And may they find a friend. May they find a Christian mentor. Uh, somebody to be in a Bible study with. And Lord, may we who know you spread that joy. We are to be the people of joy in the world among us. Make it so, Lord, we pray in your wonderful name. Amen.